I bring you a message from the intergalactic So I'd like to do like the, the, the railroad shit like as we've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Do that, but like also have a call-in show where us and all of our friends are available on the same line. You know what I mean? Uh, no. What do you mean? We were all online and a call-in show that consists of like all the other podcasters that we know and network with. Oh. You know? So like people are always there, and it's always a different set of people. Yeah, yeah. The, the panel. Yeah. Current Affairs does this pretty good with having um, like a voicemail line. So they do voicemail bag, voicemail bag, so that they don't have to all, you know, you don't have to be like on time to give them a call. You can call them their voicemail, leave them a, a message, and then you can get uh, the whoever's on the panel can just respond to the voicemail, and you don't have that shit that happens on Street Fight where like some guy calls in to try to say something, but like bumbles through like five minutes of backstory first. I was working they- at Staples in 2009. My boss, <laughs> Dick Dickerson was, I mean, this guy, man, Brett, you don't even know, man. Right. And the, and the, yeah, dude, yeah, 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 man. Some bosses, man, fucking dicks, right? Bosses. Yeah, One time I was at the cable guy and, uh, so I was I was talking to my coworker, right? You know, Cindy Lou Who, and she, you know, her parents weren't doing great, and I was was talking to them about that, right? And, you and know, they I, hadn't even heard of Man Cow. <laughs> and I was trying to comfort her, so I was like, "I'll talk about music." And I was like, "What do you listen to?" And she was like, "Oh, my favorite band's The Shins. They changed my life." And I was like, "Cool, you know." <laughs> my favorite band's like Godsmack, Mudvayne. Lamb of God, P.O.D. <laughs> you didn't say it. You didn't say the one. You're like avoiding it somehow. Ah! Vane was actually at the first concert I ever went to. Project Revolution 2003. Mudvayne, uh, Lincoln Park headlining Exhibit when he was still a rapper, not a uh, car pimper. And a Christian uh, screamo band called Blindside. Live Why do I say that I'm cooler than that person? You were what? First live. I'm cooler than you. No, no, no. <laughs> what was your first concert, smartass? The first uh, CD I ever bought was Malbo Number no. Five by Lou Vega. Can you fucking top that? I can't Give remember the first album I ever bought. It was probably Rancid. Mambo Number no. Five is the reason for Polyamory's existence. You know that? Let's all be. Yeah, Mambo Number no. Five is better song than anything Rancid ever did. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first. Concert was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I saw them three times. I'm excited to see them again this summer. And, wow. Uh, yeah. And, I'm excited uh, to see him again on top of a dam at a city called Dam City in the post apocalyptic wasteland where I'm a mailman. We're bringing him back. We're bringing back Tom Petty, folks. No, uh, I've been I've dead. Been... <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing back everyone from the dead. That's the plan. Yeah, That's that cosmic. is the biocosmist's general orientation. I can roll necromancy, rock and roll necromancy. If they can bring back Joe Biden, we can bring back Kurt Cobain. It seems only fair. I, you probably want to get somebody who's, that's going to be a little trickier than like, yo, Tom Petty just restarted him. You got to do some, some jigsaw <laughs> Some serious repairs? Yeah. Oh. Dude, they'd be mad at you, though. You got to get out of like your tweezers and your little little jeweler eyeglasses with Kurt and be like, all right, this piece of skull goes here, this piece of brain goes here. Nah, you don't have to get the physical remains of the person. 
All you have to do is upload them to the cloud. And we have to talk of holograms first. Because Kurt Cobain's just going to want to die again anyway. He's going to yes. be... Yeah, He's gonna be yeah. playing a show at fucking Coachella, just crying the whole time, but he can't stop because he's a hologram. He's under our control. The sense, as long as Courtney loves here to carry on his legacy, Kurt Cobain's still with us in a way. I mean, we still have his <laughs> wife. Yee. You know, we still got OJ. It's too bad. Of, um... yeah, what's, well, the worst part about Kurt Cobain dying is he wasn't around to see Borat and, and say, My wife about Courtney Love. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's true. <laughs> that just um, makes me cry every time I think about it. <laughs> it's tragic, honestly. I, um, Hi, folks. Welcome to the Intergalactic Railroad. It's a good old pal, Dr. Shoggoth. And joining me today, we have... You how, about you boys you, how about you boys introduce yourselves? <laughs> uh, yep, I'm Max. Uh, it's ha- happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Shoggoth. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Hi, Mike. I- I'm, of course, you go pal Dr. Shoggoth from the Home of Vulgaris podcast, operator of the Church of the Subgenius Twitter at realsubgenius.com. Praise Bob, pay Bob, or die. You're the operator of the Church of the Subgenius Twitter? Yes. Ah, man, no wonder you like all my tweets. Yeah. No, I consider you guys very, very ideologically aligned to what I'm... I'm, look, if anybody's I thought I had converted somebody. No, no, no. I, I may or may not be attempting to move the church in a certain direction. All right. Leadership doesn't seem to care that much anymore, honestly. Yeah, they're kind of tired. I, I, I imagine they're tired. Rivals. They've been drinking for 30 years. A lot of them have quit drinking. A lot of them have been sober for several years, sir, and they've worked hard oh. at it, okay? You know, they got okay. the coins. I don't know them personally. All I know is the vibe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't actually, know. This, is a great int- this is a great lead, but first I'm going to sneeze. Ah! Oh, no! Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Every yeah, really good episode Max sneezes <laughs> and often breaks something. <laughs> um, so, actually, as a as an intro, the reason I wanted to have you on the show, we we just recently interviewed uh, Andy Gitlitz, of uh, the author of the book about Posadism, and you had said you have the a communicator. Exa- uh, no, that's not Conrad. Communicator is a, f- a fictional person. I think. Um, I think that's. I think that's a fucking hologram. But is that the gentleman who performs the role of comrade no. communicator? Okay. No, whoever the fuck that is is on some shit. That comrade communicator, come on the show. I would love to talk to you about why you should stop doing that voice. Um, I no, got into it with that him. Voice. That's like as good as Mangouli. Like- <laughs> all right, all right. Well, all right. He should get an Elvira to match then. Um, mm. But Shagath has. You have I some opinions about Posadism, but I want to. I want to hook it on this subgenius shit because I remember reading. The book Revelation X, uh, which is right uh, here. Hang on. It, oh yeah, I'm sure. I sold mine because I was like tired of looking at it. Um, uh, but but it's got a whole uh, it's got a whole section in there that I personally really like and would love to like um, literally believe, which is that there are aliens. They are fucking weird. They eat human soul energy. And that there are local aliens that uh, kind of package up and sell human soul energy to the elder gods of the abyss. Um, I think this is a, the, and and uh, and there are all these contactees uh, surrounding the subgenius and uh, and similar woo shit, like by Pleiadian contact, Syrian contact, Arcturian contact, 
And uh, so I think what today we're hoping, I'm hoping to talk a little bit about whether it's a good idea to contact aliens. This or vibes, not. With, yeah, this vibes with my like Shagath. Uh, I generally consider you like a geographer of the occult. Would this does this match up with your concept of the universe? Is there myself a? Uh... Oh, oh, yeah, a, a wanderer, maybe, yeah, a, a Mason and Dixon at the same time. <laughs> hey, no, no Masons except, on the show. Except no I'm Dixon. already, I'm pretty keen. I know, just Dixon. I, I know what right lines imposed upon geography are all about. They're up to no good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, contacting aliens is a great idea, and we've already done it, obviously. I mean, every fucking schmuck knows that the government's in contact with at least. At more probably more than one variety of extraterrestrials. Um, uh, every schmuck knows that it's not uh, currently represented in any kind of scientific literature. Schmucks seem to know a lot. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM Intergalactic Railroad Edition, by the way. But there, I mean, the, the problem I get into with Posada is they have a lot of good These ideas about nuclear. They have a lot of good ideas about nuclear war, but their ideas about aliens are fucking naive, stupid, hippie bullshit, and goes double for their opinions on dolphins, who are notorious sex pests. <laughs> fucking the idea behind Posadas, I, mean, I, I feel like, I mean, how what what level of irony are most Posadas operating on? Because I'm on a odd number myself right now, which this I think is good because it keeps you slightly off balance. <laughs> this conversation we had yesterday with dude seems to. Yeah. There's like, there's memetic, you know, people that use the meme, and those are, it's not even irony, it's just literally just throwing images at people because they want to push a more extreme version of like some sort of leftism that like can't really be fucked with because you know that they're not being serious, right? So you just throw something that's not Stalin at people. And then there's the actual Posadists, which aren't even on the dolphin shit, it's on some very other... They're like Trotskyists. They're just, they're essentially just like. They are Trotskyists, yeah. That li- sucks. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bummer. Posadas was, real- Posadas was a trot and a cult leader, and uh, apparently all they, all of the the serious, like back in the day, Posadists were just like a bunch of annoying commies. And now there's like meme Posadists come on the show. But uh, I think I, I want to make a point that there's, there's a start quote, something about like how. How not um, anti-Semites don't have to take themselves seriously because they can just fucking say whatever and then be like, oh no no no, I was joking. And you have to be, as a serious person who's not anti-Semitic, you have to like fight that in a serious way. You can't just irony your way out of it. And so I think that's maybe is what you're saying the that the mimic, mimetic posadists are doing is just yeah, that's the weaponization of it. Yeah, they're just I... they're just bullshitting. Well, they better watch it because I fucking take them seriously. As, as a subgenius propaganda minister, I understand that haha, only joking is is not to be like, you know, is a way to get out. It's a way to go forward. You go, the, the joke is dead, dog, serious. And if you're lucky, you'll survive to get the punchline. Maybe you won't be so lucky if you get the punchline, actually. We don't know what the punchline is just yet. Bob knows, but he ain't telling us. He may be holding out for a second payment. I don't know. He has not yet announced it. The world ends uh, this year is 1998, so we got a, a few months to find out. But, uh, probably got with, I mean, for, yeah, there's at least, Posadas, I mean, I, I, so you, your, your takes, but uh, the idea of my impression of Posadas from my reading, and I've read a little bit of their material, uh, not the 
not the, just the memes, is that they believe that all the Space Boys are inherently communists because of the the, the Jetsons-esque fallacy that any uh, sufficiently advanced civilization is bound to be communist. First of all, that's so incredibly anthropocentric that it, it, it boggles the mind. They probably wouldn't even have capitalism. Without capitalism, you can't have communism because communism evolves out of kind of the ashes of capitalism. They might never have had a capitalist phase. They could have they could have some political structure that's completely foreign to us. They could have found some more advanced aliens and stolen their technology. They could be a bunch of Ferengis or space bandidos. It's, it's just so naive and childish and, and fucking stupid to believe that every alien is just a good little space comrade who's gonna come around and make a bread tube video about fucking you know, intergalactic communism as represented in the films of Michael Bay or some shit. I would actually say that that's the only part of the whole Posadas thing that I can kind of get with to show that like in the same way that Kropotkin showed that mutualism is a factor in evolution that's pretty, I, that's pretty much the, the smart part of it is that mutualism is a factor in evolution and that if you look at the terrain of intergalactic space, and it's maybe not anthropocentric, but like planet-centric, that like if you look at carbon-based life, we have these tiny little dots. And so like you have to go from this tiny island to this other tiny island way the fuck over here, which means that you have to uh, come to grips with there's going to be people on that island and you're going to fuck up their shit and they're going to fuck up your shit. So you, it's way more beneficial to mutually evolve, you know, like to arrive being subtle about it, not just like with fanfare and like to show up and be somewhat helpful so that they need you eventually rather than in a immediate, you know, every time you need a new planet, you destroy the old planet. You shouldn't have to destroy the old planet. You should be in like a permanent cycle of, like plants need microorganisms they're not battling microorganisms you know what i mean and that's how we could relate to mega structures and larger life forms thing. Yeah, you should leave land playing lying fallow and let life re-evolve after you've harvested all their juices and proteins yeah you gotta you can't you can't just you know you have to use sustainable agricultural practices when you're harvesting the psychic terror of the tormented civilians of the universe that's what i'm saying sustainability you know it's about sustainability uh it's about a good harvest but these aliens that these these posadist aliens these space comrades they could have been communists i mean they were space communists at some point and their space communism fell to space fascism and the idea that you need i mean there, there's so many variables and just let's not forget that the nazis invented rockets before communists did no, the uh, fucking guy that invented the rocket engine was a Russian. Yep. That is worth noting. That, uh, the Nazis that was, so the launched that was Konstantin's Sokovsky. Hey, the is Nazis right? invented the first good one. They in the V2. They invented a they invented a rocket that you didn't need uh, a plane to deposit on Britain. That's all. They like yeah. Russian Sokovsky was the and then Nazis made fucking drones out of rockets. Like you so can the Russians went to space, and then the U.S. just went and pooped on the moon. The, the Solkovsky wanted to go. Uh, but I, they didn't actually poop on. Where did the poop go? On the space shuttle. It's in space, huh? They just shoot Probably. it out and let it become a little frozen ass, like uh, meteorite. 
I mean, they might have had a receptacle or something that they just stored it in. They weren't out there that long. I imagine they just shit. Wait, wait. First of all, this is assuming we ever went to the moon, which I don't There's... believe as much as I used to. You don't, well, you're becoming less believing in, wait, you don't believe that we went to the moon as much as you used to, or the other way? That's correct. I am less okay. certain now that we went to the moon than I was as a child. Um, why? Have you seen the moon? Oh, it's, just, it's like, you can drive there. I'm pretty sure it's close by. I know, I could touch it if I wanted to. It's just fucking in the sky. Yeah, you know, I just, it's, 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 it's picked up more in the last year. But Epstein... I was always a kook. I was raised by a, a kook family. You know, we subscribe. They were all members of the John Birch Society and subscribed to their publications. So I got to grow. I read. Uh, what is the John Birch Society? Oh yeah, for, for the kids. <laughs> the John Birch Society is an ancient American anti-communist, uh, anti-United Nations uh, conspiracy organization. They're probably mostly defunct these days. They had a huge impact on uh, on, uh, on American culture. My parents also subscribed to a magazine uh, published out of Evansville, Indiana, called Media Bypass, which was a 90s conspiracy magazine that was all in black and white except for the covers. And one of my most distinctive childhood memories is they ran an op-ed by, uh, oh, what was his face? Um, uh, Oklahoma. Timothy McVeigh. Ron Paul. Oh. They they ran they did run articles by Ron Paul. Ron Paul wrote for them too. Timothy and, uh, McVeigh, the original OK Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> I stole that joke. I didn't. That's not my joke. <laughs> yeah. Can we cancel yeah. me yet? Am I canceled yet? Can we? Can no. I go? No, you were just double uncanceled. That they ran an op-ed by him from prison. <laughs> All right. Yeah, nice. this, was, this was after he was famous. I doubt they would have gotten clout chasing any of that, that Oklahoma City clout chasing before he did anything. <laughs> I read the fucking Turner Diaries, man. I, I've been oh, no. no. I've been wanting to talk about it for years, actually, because nobody else has read the Turner Diaries. Except I've read the Turner Diaries. Oh, isn't it? You should come on. I've been Peter. So is Peter Solar. I've been wanting to do an episode about it for a long Dude. time because it's a fucked up book. That's a fucked up book. And honestly, motherfuckers are really like it's going according to plan. Yeah, yeah. It's guys, really weird. Can you, when you, can when you guys you elaborate? It. What the fuck is that? Uh, the is a, uh, I mean, I understand. All I know is it's the most racist the book. Is the same wave that produced McVeigh back in the fucking X Files days, when like, oh, the evil government is doing. Things. Oh no, Turner uh, Files is from like the seventies. Turner Diaries. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was nineties. It's, no, it's from the seventies or maybe the eighties, but yeah, it's an epistolatory novel for those who don't know um, about uh, about a right wing fascist uh, terrorist cell in America growing more powerful, eventually taking over America and nuking, leading, ending with them nuking like every non-white person on the earth. And if you read it, yeah. the details of it are the fucking same narrative that every like right-wing paranoid, as opposed to the cool, neat left-wing paranoids like us, have been pushing <laughs> for decades. It's the same like the Jews are going to take our guns and the blacks are going to rape our women and we got to rise up against them, dang government. It's it's literally the same like Obama's going to take my guns bullshit wow. that's been going around. And I, this whole fucking sicko shit where like, like they like project this fucking problem onto like minorities and then like it's this whole setup like it's a, the diary of a guy who flew a plane 
into DC with a nuke on it, right? And like before that though, he's just killing minorities most of the book. There's this whole fucking thing, the day of the rope around like now, in California a... where they fucking hang everybody that fucking all the fucking race traders get hung from lampposts and shit. And they're the just race like, trader means any white woman who's ever slept with a non white in the context of this book. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, or people that like don't support the fucking Nazi shit and all this other, and they're like straight up. You can see this dude jacking off to like all this violence that he's just like wishing was justified. It's and super fucked up. I actually that chapter really stuck with me. I actually think that's a. I'm not gonna say it's good, like you know, a good thing, but as a as a as a horror story, that one chapter is actually really chilling and effective because yeah. he's. He's not gleeful about it. He's really solemn about this terrible duty they must perform. And he describes it like the bodies hanging from the, 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 cre- the creaking ropes on the lamppost. He describes it really, it, it really strikingly. It's, it's, that chapter particularly is actually fairly well written and really spooky and eerie. And if you have like an ounce of morality in your body, it's it's utterly chilling and horrifying. Yeah. Or if you're fucking Timothy McVeigh, it's fucking, you know, ex- makes you excruciating okay. horny or some shit. Yeah, there's literally the Oklahoma City bombing. Like, there is a chapter in the uh, uh, the Turner Diaries where they do the, uh, the what they call the order or something, carries out a, uh, a bombing of a federal building with fertilizer bombs, I think even in a truck, like it's down to the dot. He literally like, oh, he was doing Turner Diary LARPing when he did Oklahoma City. Uh, and uh, and the, so this is like the playbook of all the fucking, the like uh, white supremacist acceleration um, movement right Adam now, Wilson right? Yeah. Definitely. So they used to have Turner Diaries and now they have Siege. What is that? I don't know. I haven't fucking read it. I don't that's have a, a that's a more that's a that's a word. I think that's from the sixties, isn't it? Is that the one about like race know. race camps or something? Like the, these Why do you guys know so much about this? We're gonna get the fucking the fucking liberal uh, anti-fascists are gonna come after us if you guys keep talking about knowing all this stuff. No one gives a oh, shit about can, liberal anti-fascists, man. They can <laughs> let me. They can let me fuck their wife if they got a problem with me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in the practice of marriage, you guys. That's fucking sick. You're sickos. Exactly. Well, I'm Wives. trying to help them with their marriage by wrecking. <laughs> you're a wrecker. That's what they're gonna say. They're gonna yeah. say you're a wrecker and a, and a and a secretly a crypto fascist because you believe in fucking their wives. That's what I call my dick, wrecker caucus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this brings me down to um, uh, we have this idea of you've got this multiple overlay overlapping conspiracy terrain sort of and like with a thing like the turner diaries you can see this hyperstitional flow where like this dude writes a book and he has these fucking like you know probably fucking grips of boy scouts that he's gonna fucking brainwash or whatever but it's not them that wind up blowing up the oklahoma city federal building it's some other fucking asshole down the line and there's this whole crazy road of weird pop culture subconscious shit going on and um yeah, you know, you know, like uh, Blade Runner or, or Alien or Aliens or any of those movies that maybe you've never personally seen, but everybody who you like who makes movies yeah. has seen, and then by the time you get around to seeing them, you're like, I've seen this movie 500 fucking times. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 
The Turner Diaries is that for white nationalism. Uh, uh, they're LARPing. They're LARPing that. It's the Blade Runner of white nationalism. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's down to be, especially because it has a consistent uh, voiceover narrative. <laughs> the voiceover is verboten. The fucking voice. No, the voiceover Blade Runner is over. There, that is that shit is canceled. Well, there is there is no Turner Diaries final cut. So, <laughs> damn. Uh, and there never will be if we have anything to say about it. Um, I want to I want to tie this back to um, creepy aliens a little bit because you guys ever heard of um, David Icke? Mob man. The icky man, yeah. I, I, I used to keep a copy of The Biggest Secret on the back of my toilet for guests along with a copy of Finnegan's Wake. Wow, that sounds like, that's, that sounds like a real fuck with maneuver, my friend. <laughs> I, I, I had my own place. I took great place. I used to keep a... You ever hear this Christian group called Christian... Uh, was it Militant Christianity? Uh, no. They're a, a Christian hate group that publishes really interestingly... Gra- uh, detailed newsletters, really lavishly illustrated, like real kook shit. It's amazing. I like better than the Watchtower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's 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 like it's straight up like Jack Church. Oh, more extreme. They they organize themselves along military lines. They have like a Ooh. general. I have a few Ooh. of their magazines. Yeah, I won a few of their magazines at a auction at uh, X Day a couple years ago. Because if you come to X Day at beautiful Wisteria, Ohio, which may be canceled this year. The Church of Christians and the World Party. One of the things we have is the Bulldog Auction, where we you can buy rare and unusual items, including often uh, obscure kook publications. All right, I uh, I don't I don't like paying for documents, but uh, I would certainly observe them. Well, it's fun. It's more fun. Potentially pirate them. You could pirate them, but they're so illustrated and they're they, they're really they do put some work actually into the uh into making their little magazine and it's such a it's a fun object objects are fun i like objects okay i'm, I'm fucking tired of digital media i i <laughs> getting back and like you know what i miss it was a movie called angel egg uh by mama roshi that kind of really started this kick on me that and i was getting into analog and vhs for a while and like cassette tapes just like for aesthetic reasons, but watch this Ta- movie, tape Angel, like, man. which is a anime movie, but it was it's classic from the eighties. Whoever did the remastering, that's oh, beautiful. Whoever did the remastering on it, the the, the designs by Yoshitaka Mano, it's, it's gorgeous. And uh, but you can see like in the, the remaster was so good, you could see like the shadows that the animation cells cast on the background. It just reminded me of like, oh man, film. This is what Tarantino's all like, angry but heard about all the time. Is films like a physical object? Arts, uh, art is should be an object, and the digitization of like all media has left us with a certain void of pleasant objects. But what I always, I always found that like, like the age of mass media being over is something I find genuinely likable. Like. You all go into a theater, you all sit down, you don't fucking talk to each other, you look ahead, you know? That, like, has this really specific, like, here's the image, the image enters into the masses, right? And, like, having a new way of being fucked with by, like, society is, I think, wonderful. I think that the internet is quite cool, but the old art as object shit, like, I always, it always irritated me that it wasn't, like, an object that I could integrate into my daily life, you know? But when the internet goes down, you lose access to all your media. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't buy Evangelion in America. If, if the internet, if Netflix goes down, 
I have to buy. I mean, there's still torrents, but there's no physical distribution. There's, if, if there's if if it's not on a streaming site half the time now, you can't even watch a fucking movie. Especially See, if it's obscure and it's not the torrents not well seated. You gotta get some fucking uh, hard drives and you gotta put every movie you've yep. ever seen on a hard drive. Yeah, and I gotta say, if you're fucking, if you're like, if your two choices in your mind are like VHS or Netflix, you're missing a whole chunk of the fucking uh, t- mid 2000s. Oh, I pirate my shits all the time. I still do. I, it's great. You gotta, you gotta keep it though. You gotta archive this. Oh yeah, I got a, I have a huge collection of movies. Every once in a while, I'll get rid of something to make sense. Say, Files are objects, sucks, you know. It's time for my daily plug of all information should be stored in the form of plants. And you should be able to grow information storage in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, just oh, get a God. seed of Evangelion, plant yeah. it. Yeah, we should. We should. Inc- I mean, why encode well, things in digital start. formats when you can yeah, encode like, them in biological you, formats? You got to be able to eat a fruit and just gain a narrative. <laughs> like I, I guess I'm, I'm old. I like going to the movie theater. I think it's fun. I, it's a little experience. It's like going to church. It is uh, exactly yeah. like going to church. My only beef with mass media shit was that it was the only one for a long time. Except so, like, it's better than going to church because you get to watch a movie. Uh, I don't know. It depends on depends on the movie. Depends on the church. Like if it's some Bollywood shit, that's definitely good. But if it's a Marvel Universe film, I don't know. I might I might prefer like a fired up uh, Baptist preacher to a uh, an Iron, another Iron Man movie. You guys missed out on another year's chance to go to Greek Easter midnight mass. Where everybody gets in there and chants about fucking zombies, and one candle lights another candle, and slowly they fucking resurrect the fucking dead, and it's a whole necromantic thing. It's totally fucking psycho. When I was a kid, <laughs> go once a year to church, and I was not raised churchly at all. And so we'd go in there, and my dad would be like, "Look at this crazy shit," and we'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and everybody's chanting in Greek, and it's just like literally summoning the dead. Every once a year, they go summon the fucking dead. It's crazy. This is awesome because it takes us back to the roots of cosmism, which is as a summoning the dead orthodox church uh, like sect. Oh yeah, and, that's where I got it. <laughs> and that's why I've been thinking lately about the like the fucking new age people and the cultishness of stuff and religions, even your fucking joke religion that's not a joke but it is uh, subgenius stuff is like. I don't even know anymore. I just yeah. You're not even sure if you are joking, huh? Yeah, it's great. I've, great. I've successfully brainwashed myself to the point where I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, it's that's the that's the thing that I hope to achieve with Cosmos. I'm trying to, as as a weirdo, um, like ex cult member, I'm trying to bring the weird religious shit back to biocosmism, make it a little bit less of a materialist dialectical thing and a little bit more of a complete fucking insanity. We are going to take this planet and steer it away from the sun into the sky type uh, religion. Bring bring back all the dead, including Kurt, and le- set them free in the universe to roam. Well, the old like, gods uh, and let them fight it out. Having <laughs> just like fragmented uh, narrative happening with it allows for like, you know, like you have this aesthetic and you have this like narration of like we're building the god slime where we'll all hang out or whatever. And it doesn't have to be right now, but it does have to like provide a direction and like an ambient noise that allows a set of behaviors you know like yeah sort of like trying to design a psychology to make it possible because without it you don't really have the ability to like act where you have these like private modes and then you have public modes and um 
you don't really do in public what you think privately unless you have a set of other people that make that al that allow that narrative to exist essentially so like if you want to be you know biocosmic or whatever like think galactically or feel like there's think galactically act locally yeah if you want to feel like there's a fucking future that doesn't involve you just getting stomped in the face forever then you need to uh not even believe it but like you know you need to sometimes get feedback that implies that that could be possible <laughs> like, you have to it, yeah i wouldn't like i wouldn't do this sub shit if i was the only person in the world i mean i'd be a fucking idiot if i did that you know, there's one sub genius well you should probably stop being the one then you got a crew if you got a whole organization behind you if you got like you know there's like-minded individuals that's empowered so let's let's talk about the sub genius you've t you are operating their twitter despite the fact that you i understand are banned from twitter but uh the, sub, the church of the sub genius was started, was started when five times <laughs> uh you got like you're like counting coup um, I, I just get drunk and like start setting threats to like the queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how, yeah, you can't use Twitter the way it was meant to. It was like it was designed for like telling a short joke or harassing celebrities. No, Twitter was invented to keep track of the movements of police during protests, man. Well, the use of Twitter. That Twitter was Twitter was very shortly created or like turned into uh, the white flight up from Facebook because black people started using Facebook and on Twitter you could be verified and verified means you're a white dude and having a blue check mark means you have a target on your head which is why everyone loves Twitter because you can yeah, figure I, out who to point at. I have when I started the church count I I debated like should I get a blue check and I was like fuck blue checks there's nothing on the fucking internet that, that screams a lack of credibility than a blue check on Twitter there's only one good blue check on Twitter and they lost the blue check but Jabuki was fucking rocking it that was, that was the person who changed who had like the blue check and changed their display name to say CNN breaking news and said uh attention Joe Biden is not dead he's just getting some dick we've all been there that's so how they, that, that's how he lost the blue check when you guys brought up David Icke earlier? Yeah. What about him? Oh, no, you brought I, him up. Okay, so David Icke, former uh, football player, the real football, not American football, and uh, and absolute fucking wingnut and uh, like anti-Semitic, like shithead. But what I was trying to get I at saw is somebody tried and say the reptilian thing is anti-Semitic, but having read his book, some of his books. He's not being euphemistic. No, no, the reptilians thing is literal, but the other stuff that he's, that's anti-Semitic is anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't what, read all. What I'm right a lot. I would, I would just caution you from saying in the future, saying my boy immediately upon yeah, hearing yeah. that name, just because of who you it uh, who it attracts. But David, I get. David Icke has the most interesting worldview where he says, yes, aliens are on the planet. There are multiple types and they're in a cosmic war and we are fucking being pawns or puppets in this scheme, right? And that, that's, he's, he's an extreme bad version of it, but the same type of shit is actually professed by a variety of different weird channelers from like the 70s on of people who were um, contacted by aliens in their minds. And that's a, uh, I think this is an interesting um, angle on the whole, like, religion of aliens are friendly. Is like, 
a lot of these fucking channel people come at come out of it with no with no David Icke, no subgenius shit, no uh, eating the souls of humanity, but rather they're just like these friendly aliens have contacted me and they've told me what I have to do to uh, to help you all, and they start you know a business out of it. Are these people fucking hoaxers? Are they or are they actually being contacted by some beings? in their minds and if so are those beings friendly i think that there's a lot of connections between the alien phenomenon and the cold war including like intelligence services and stuff getting uh getting wads of crazy people together in a controlled fashion you know i think it, it also if you look at the period in which this happened a lot uh basically everybody was like doing loads of lsd and smoking dirt weed all the time so <laughs> as yeah. a person i'm I can't say that I've ever smoked dirt weed in my life, but if I did, I would be doing it right now. Oh, I, I, I can't do Robert Ann Wilson voice. I haven't heard him for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah, Robert Ann Wilson, I love the guy, but he also, like, did some acid and recited the, the opening of the tower call or the first Sinokian call or something. He was like, I contacted my holo guardian angel. He's from Sirius. Woo! Right. And, uh, well, Bill K. That- Dick was also on a pretty potent mixture of, uh, well, Phil K. Dick was on um, a lot of Am- meth. Amphetamine and, inhalers, yeah. Yeah, and Benzogen. I'm assuming some psychedelics. Cause he said he never took psychedelics, but at one point before that, he said he did take psychedelics. So, Well, if there's one thing we know from Charlie Manson, if there's one thing we've learned from Charlie Manson, and if there's one thing that Charlie Manson learned from his MK Ultra superiors, <laughs> is that the Ultra mind control, or like, if you really want to fuck someone's brain up, it's a combination of LSD and crystal methyl. Do the trick. That is 100% true. Yeah, I learned that from Ugo culture, actually. I uh, have direct experience with that in fucking <laughs> San Francisco. Any, any <laughs> listeners who are interested in a, a brain control potion, there you go. That's the recipe. It's, it, I mean, oh, there's a reason. Simple. There's a reason that it, meth was invented, and that was to be a super soldier drug. And. That's not the reason LSD was invented, but they sure were stoked on combining the two. Well, yeah, LSD like, is supposed to be a mind control drug, and the whole fucking like ego death thing. A lot of times you disappear in that ship, and the meth doesn't let you disappear, so you're stuck in this ego death, fully awake as your fucking mind is torn into shreds. And anybody that comes up and does anything nice for you, like while you're putting yourself back together, stays in your mind hard, and they can really fucking reprogram easily. Meth gets zombie you that. Meth gets zombie. you that loves, Yeah, that that loop that that you get in when you're like tweaking really hard, where you like have a lot of energy to think about the same thing over and over again for like three hours. That's actually a really good description of the last eight years of Philip K. Dick's life. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. So I love the idea that like, oh man, Philip K. Dick, this cool science fiction writer, was contacted by outer space intelligences, but it's like. Philip K. Dick was also like in the grips of meth psychosis and probably other weird counterculture drugs at the time. He was he was also a fucking snitch by that point. Um, he was like calling the FBI on other sci-fi writers to be like, these fucking dudes are using drugs. Don't you realize? And the FBI was like, can you please stop contacting us? Well, maybe Vallis told him to snitch. No, it was well, before Vallis. After Vallis, he was just like oh, just writing the same book, just writing that exegesis. Eight thousand pages. He actively destroyed his uh, credibility and mind in the process of doing that. He had this whole like persecution complex, which I recognize because I also have. And I, <laughs> I also have many, many layers of "Am I real?" that is not meant for me to be worried about, but for other people talking to me. 
Yeah, it's a fucking, it's like a, a Westworld trick. Yeah, exactly. And Philip K. Dick during the Cold War, uh, one of the first people he was snitching on was, uh, was it Bogdanov or Arkady? Uh, Arkady Bogdanov. The, the fucking sci-fi writers, you know? The guy that wrote um, uh, The Futurological Congress, a book about... Oh, Stanislaw Lim. Drugs. Yeah. Uh, he caught hell from Philip K. Dick. Like, dude, read his book. Instead of saying that he liked it, he just started telling the FBI about this Russian trying to invade America. Right, he was very anti-communist at that point. Yeah. And, and, I, and to be fair, okay, so historically, just for a little setting, I don't know if our listeners are familiar with the, the uh, counterculture figures of the 20th century and what they did to their brains, but in the same year, 1972, um, Robert Anton Wilson, the author of the Illuminati, one of the authors of the Illuminatus trilogy, was doing weird Crowley-ish magic and fucked his brain up. Oh, excuse me. And it was contacted by voice said that it was from Sirius in the same year. Philip K. Dick, science fiction author and user of, of heavy methamphetamines, was contacted by Syrians as he was picking up a pizza from the delivery lady and had a beam of pink light shoot him in the brain, tell him he was actually a secret Christian living in the year 72, not 1972, and that no time had passed since the, the Roman Empire. And Timothy Leary was in Folsom Prison, was contacted by Syrian aliens in his mind, who told him um, a variety of things, including... Uh, the I think the smile. Um, it's not an equation. It's a like a like a manifesto. Space uh, yeah. space Smi- migration intelligence squaredly. Yeah, the I two space migration intelligence increase and life extension, which are not bad. That's that's actually my strategy also. Smile. Um, but they were all contacted by some some beings that said they were from Sirius, and. None of those people were communists. Even fucking Tim Leary, who was an actually an, uh, probably an asset, um, even though he he was like hanging out at communes. Snitch. Yeah, they were all they were all um, they were all like low key dirtbags, and so it's poss- it's it's reasonable to believe if you take on faith that if you take as as a, as a starting point that they're actually being contacted by a type of aliens called Syrians. It's reasonable to oh shit. It's reasonable to believe that Syrians are anti-communist, which goes against the whole Posadist thing. Point: They were all libertarians, except libertarian meant something different back then. Did it? Yeah, it's. I mean, I used to be a libertarian. When Americans had like such a, and we don't have a left. Like, you know, we don't have it until the last like maybe. Few, until the last few years, like nobody was a communist except like fucking anarchist kitties and fucking professors with fucking pads on their jacket, <laughs> shoulder yeah, pads, weird old creepers. And uh, I mean, I, on their I elbows. Was, for a long time, like libertarian seemed like the only real. It's like in, in America, it's like Babby's first dissident oh. ideology, and then you find out it's not a dissident ideology, but it's. It's a way right. to be like, man, like, the uh, Democrats are fucked, the Republicans are fucked. I guess I'm a libertarian. It's because they've successfully hidden the existence of capital from um, the narrative. And so it seems like there's only one entity called the government who tells you what to do. This is the problem I have with anarchists, too. For the, for the, the Not all of them, but the ones I personally know, is that they just have no fucking actual critique of things. And their thing is like, the government is bad. Corporations are bad. You are bad. You're a cis man. 
I need a cigarette. I'm going outside. Yeah. You can't about take, all that except for you being a bad man. I think inside you're out. What? I mean, they're, they're, right about, they're right about all that except for you being a bad man. As far as I know, you're not. But the, you know, government bad, bad society, we're bad, not corporation great. bad, want a cigarette. That's all true. I, okay. We're not great, but, but like, anarchist analysis just seems to be like, yeah, it's it's like we live in a society, and it's like, well, no, that society is made of parts. There are gears that are interlocking. If you remove some of them, the whole fucking thing doesn't work, and you have to figure out which parts are important. And uh, and that's the th that's the reason why anarchists and libertarians seem to uh, arise in the same people's lives in some like you know morphological stages because Which it's why the 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 anti-communist apparatus isn't an anti-anarchist apparatus like way back in like world war one or something they just deported all the anarchists that were communists and then since then they have this like pet anarchist movement in the u.s that doesn't actually do it or resist jack shit you know Hey, they, they stop talking they, to the aliens. They resist applause. They resist the concept of applause. They do twinkle fingers. That's 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 DSA. I don't think they're anarchists. Oh no, it's actually in Hey Duke Lives by Edward Abbey. He's got the fucking that exact twinkle twinkle fingers instead of applause scene is in Hey Duke Lives as a parody of the Earth First Gathering rendezvous. I mean, that's as a lit. What? I might have to get more into biocosmism because honestly, like. Welcome Especially with, with the fall of Bernie Sanders, like I don't post left is a fucking stupid idea that most people have. But man, go I'm, up. I yeah, I'm like, well, I want to go through. I, I, I think I my plan is uh, not to do anything to improve America and just leave. And my biggest concern about America is that its dying screams won't be loud enough for my pleasure. Yeah, and, uh, I think you should be concerned with the fact that America has coded the globe. And there's nowhere to leave except out. You know, I, you know, I mean, it's always, you know, but I mean, there's countries with there's countries with better aesthetics. Like, <laughs> I would at least like a place where every other building is in a fucking, you know, chain restaurant or some shit. Like, you you want to live in Disneyland. I you, mean, Paris. Yeah, more or less. I just, yeah, well, or Leon or, you know, uh, uh, some, it, it, it's somewhere maybe in the French or Italian countryside. Nice we little We just villa. move to New Orleans. It's closer. No, they're going to. Basically the same shit. I, I don't want anything too close to, to water, to, to large bodies of water within the next decade or five. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you're currently close to the only large bodies of water that are good, right? Actually, Ohio is a pretty primo spot in terms of surviving global warming. Yeah. Uh, you guys get tornadoes? Yeah. How about you guys earthquakes? Don't get good tornadoes, though. You don't get proper. <laughs> yeah, just, not the not, real tornadoes. Not as good as like Indiana tornadoes, but. No. Yeah, like Indiana, Missouri. That's like fucking. Everyone's always mm -hmm. saying that Arkansas must have done something. <laughs> I'm originally I'm originally from India and I've lived all around America and been to most of the states and pretty sure Indiana is the worst one. Really? Just I mean there's probably like there's states like the worst you know, state or the worst tornado. The worst state, but bad tornadoes oh. too. That's <laughs> I mean, you even circle all the way around just to sneak up on Indiana from Ohio and talk shit. No, I, I I can't. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody I've met in fucking Ohio, including uh, Brett from Street Fight, as soon as they found out from Indiana, immediately, like, it's within one second, you're like, oh, fucking Indiana, man, that sucks, man. And, Dude, uh, Mordor. Like, 
spent five minutes ragging on my home state before they even found out my opinion on it. It's like a weird reflex that Ohioans have. <laughs> Illinois, too. I mean, if you told me you were from Texas, I would just kill you. That's what. That's how New Mexicans do it. It's I like was just from quick Texas on that draw. last year. I was uh, living no, in Austin last year. And Austin isn't Texas. Austin is Portland. Pretty much. I, I prefer Portland because the Pacific Northwest is my jam. Like, that's uh, really? so pretty. It's too bad it was just founded by people like, you know what? The rest of America is not racist enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. They managed to put they managed to put a little fucking like China doll mask on the racism monster though. It's so nice up there. That's why I hate it. I mean, I don't like the racism either, but I don't like the fucking niceness. Dude, it's it just like the North Side Chicago of America. <laughs> I, I love it because the, the the verdant forests, the rolling hills, the mountains, the squash. Yeah, but you can't go any of those places without seeing a fucking Subaru. Yeah, but. It's fine, because behind the Subaru, who's driving the Subaru might be Bigfoot. It's not Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot. It's a lady with a pumpkin spice latte. It's like a 38-year-old woman with dreadlocks and wearing hemp panties trying to sell you some sort of essential oil. And I'm probably <laughs> trying to sleep with her, so... Okay, watch out, though. Oils are, can be dangerous. Do not ingest them orally. Or, yeah. Also, do not inject bleach. I, I if you're listening my... to this podcast, you need to know it's it's bleach injection time in America. It's that era of collapse, and uh, don't do that. If you listen to this podcast, you will survive by following this advice. Don't. Yeah. That I'm is. Really I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited for this rewrite of this remake of Naked Lunch, except they're using bleach instead of heroin. <laughs> it was bug powder in the movie. You know. Yeah, I know. Somebody on, <laughs> on Twitter made that joke. Like, oh, you mean bug powder? It's like, oh, look, Mister didn't read the book over here. It, um. I. Just so you know, you can't actually kill bugs with heroin if you try. But it's more expensive than regular bug powder. I imagine. I've never done heroin. I recently lost another friend to heroin, so I don't really Sorry. too inclined to try. You know, everybody's injecting bleach now, but honestly, is that so much of a change? <laughs> well, it's a it's <laughs> it depends how many Marvel movies you've been watching, basically. Tide Pod Eaters versus uh, Bleach Injectors Epic Rap Battles of History. Mov. <laughs> Drano, why not Vano? I think that people are all talking about like this American collapse. Like America had this empire thing going on. Like England had an empire, English empire is gone. American empire and American hegemony is falling apart. But like, look at Spain. Spain had an empire at one point. They haven't had an empire in like a couple hundred years. Spain's got some weird good shit. They got a lot of bad shit, but that was weird good shit. But Spain had a history to fall back on. Uh, even Britain had a history to fall back on. Even this fucking is where Rome. I'm coming from, though, is that fucking uh, in America, like a hundred years from now, two hundred, three hundred years from now, like the national anthem is going to be like a hundred gex. Uh, <laughs> fucking Joe Exotic is going to be president, and his the reanimated will do the parade. You know. Like that actually sounds like my kind of actually. World. I'm really excited for Joe Exotic to run for president against Carol Baskin and watch all the K Hive and Warren people become huge Baskin stands. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, the uh, if we can like somehow because like what's wrong with it is like people are like, oh, the idiocracy is coming, and then they're just like this like background of racial bullshit classes. Yeah, 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 just in just the United theory. States. That's what's got to go so that we can have a United States where like you know. You don't feel as stupid, like 
wearing a cock ring on the back of a fucking semi truck parading down Main Street. Yeah, it needs to be okay to be a dumb guy. I think it's fucking elitism's got to go. It's a flagrant. We just gotta be a little bit gentler with each other while we do it. Yeah, I see. I, I just we're ruled by fucking dumb guys. The president's like the ultimate dumb guy. The president does not rule the country. Well, everyone in cop. Okay, all the all the people who do are dumb. Elon Musk is dumb. Jeff Bezos is dumb. The fucking the <laughs> chairman of the Elon Fed. Musk is dumb, yeah. The chairman <laughs> of the Fed. Well, actually, Jeff Bezos is ruthless and intelligent. But, yeah, uh, he's he's actually probably Jeff the Bezos. That that motherfucker figured out how to get, remove PowerPoint from meetings. That is intelligent. One of the yeah. people on the committee to reopen America. Uh, bred labradoodles before they were on the committee. <laughs> hey, you know, they're... So they know all about dysgenics. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just shit like that. It's like, you can be like, oh man, you know, America controls everything. It's like, yeah, but their arm's a little further away if I'm out outside of the country. And, and like, I was living in Austin, like, I, one of the reasons I'm there, and one of the reasons I left is very expensive, but one of the reasons I moved there is because, you know, in the Midwest, everything's the fucking same. It's like, you know, there's a CVS, and there's a Walgreens, and they're probably right across the street from each other. You got your Dollar General, you got your McDonald's, for your Taco Bell, and that's all you're ever going to fucking get. Yeah, you and get I outside wanted, of that, and it's corn. Yeah, I wanted to go to a place where there was culture is such a bad word to use but like you know yes, what the, a sense yeah. of place no culture is exactly what it's society. it's like yeah. a weird fucking arm of neoliberal extraction well, then i ended up living like way north in austin and it looked it, it was outside of downtown and it looked like everywhere fucking else in america fucking cvs taco bell like the, the, the CVS out there. You know, Walgreens, Taco Bell, again, uh, the vape shop, they're all in the same look at fucking looking little strip mall and absolutely nothing distinctive. Also, down, like, the actual city of Austin, the gentrification is just making it look like all those horrible, modern, ugly buildings that look like a brutalist version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Disgusting. But Indianapolis, where I'm from, they're trying to gentrify it too. It's not taking very well, because why the fuck is to gentrify Indianapolis? When I lived in St. Louis, they were trying to gentrify St. Louis. It was the funniest shit ever. They were literally bussing in white people. And it was like, these people would get out and just like be on a mission to buy shit, and everyone around them would be like, ah! <laughs> They've been trying to gentrify Albuquerque for like 300 years. It's It, it takes in exactly two locations, downtown and uptown. Oh, not uptown the the hill and then that's it there's just like there's just like these little pockets and it tries to go farther down the road and somebody just like shows up shirtless and screaming and smashes your window and insults your mother and then leaves and just goes does to the next guy it's incredible Gentrify albuquerque then you're not going to be able to see all the cool like you know cd locations you loved from breaking Bad. And honestly those are the gentrified locations loyola's is like the edge of what is okay where it's like safe to be uh, a yogi and a white lady and then where it is like the, what they call the war zone it's amazing well they did a good job shooting it because it doesn't look gentrified well they i mean they shoot they shoot the parts they shoot they shoot other parts of town but mostly the like the places people go are the ones that are gentrified i guess they feel safe then if you go on if you go on google maps and you go um to albuquerque and you search for drugstores you you'll find one that pops up that is just literally like you, if you street view it it's it's called the war zone and if you street street view it it's just a fucking bunch of fences made out of tin roofing 
in every direction with like car, uh, weird stolen cars behind them. And I'm pretty sure you can get drugs there. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. Fences <laughs> made out of tin roofing are like the ultimate mark of why have you done this? Because it, it makes so much sense to make a fence out of tin roof. But there's just something about it that's like immediately like there was a hurricane here. <laughs> well, there's also an element of uh, you can see through chain link fences. You can't see through a tin roof. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do things that you don't want people seeing. And there's an element of like, yeah, this needs to go up fast and with dumb guys in charge. Like there's no finesse. There's no finish work happening here. In New Orleans for a while, there was all these spots where people would make fences out of pieces of their old house that had fallen down. Nice. Yeah. Look America, man. This shit sucks. Okay, so America's over, though. America's ending. Pretty we much, are now, yeah. We're seeing the beginning of the lines to be drawn. Uh, this last week has seen the third, um, like, sub, sub-federal state grouping occurred. Deep South people. Um, we, we already had the, the New England people and the West Coast had all their governors agreed, like, we're going to work together on, on this shit with the pandemic. And that, I th- it's, it looks exactly like the lines of every, like, um, softcore horror porn, like, dystopian, like, the uh, United States Civil War, everybody breaks up into, like, four, like five, four or five chunks. And I'm worried because I'm between fucking Arizona and Texas. So we either have to ally with Colorado, which is the second home of the United States federal government, or try to convince Arizona to connect to California. I don't want to, no one in New Mexico will willingly submit to Texas rule. So it's going to be a war on that side. The Pecos is going to invade Louisiana. Yeah, they're going to, Texas is going to be like, yeah, if there is like a split up, Texas is going to be like a major, they'll probably be the main aggressor in the second civil war. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're the, yes. And if they and they're gonna want New Mexico because we have the world's second largest uh, or third largest um, supply of nukes after the rest of the U.S. and Russia, like is the nukes stored in pretty much all New Mexico. Mexico. Between uh, like Arizona is pretty fucked, mm-hmm. and New Mexico slightly less fucked, but it has more stuff, right? Uh, it's a li- it's I mean it has less old rich people than Arizona. It basically has nothing you would want except for the nukes. You don't have no uranium mines over there or something? There are uranium mines on Navajo territory. Mostly they've been used up to make nukes. It's very sad. There's still like open uranium pits and like uranium in the water supply in the Navajo Res, Navajo Nation. Sorry. Look, I just want to die somewhere nice where I can smoke indoors. Welcome to space. You have to smoke indoors. That's where we're headed. We are, we are, the, uh, we are the upwing faction of politics. We're headed the not, fuck out of here. Earth sad. Leave now. I am not upwing. You're upwing. I'm pretty fucking left. Uh, all right. Well, what about what about the up dog? Yeah, definitely up dog. Exactly. How much the hen weigh? Oh, that's not how it works. Okay, so no, uh, you, yeah, you, you. You are left-wing. That's why uh, you're ruining my Twitter feed with all this fucking uh, left-wing bullshit drama. But the left-wing doesn't even make sense anymore. Um, we've now reached, we've reached the point that Marx talks about in the fragment on machines, where everybody has the fucking means of production in their pocket, and we now need to reconsider. I mean, that's when you need a left-wing. We're not opposed... Uh, well, it should... 
Uh, okay. Like, pretty much what I'm trying to do is take the whole fucking wing, right? And put the engine on one side of it. <laughs> um, and that I, would be the right side. You have you, have you met the left wing? One I'm so wing. fucking sick of them. I'm so sick of it. Have you yeah, met they them? Don't, they don't need your help to be an unstable <laughs> flying machine that's spiraling <laughs> out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bravo. So oh, the right. left wing is a fucking ideology based around getting butthurt about podcasters now. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, look, the American yeah, left over. Shit. It's the only thing. It's the the only thing worse than the American left is the British left. And like the. Uh, the when I was thinking of places I might move when I leave America, England did not come into my list because they Dude, fucking suck. Dude, it's very suck. cheap to live in the third world these days. I mean, by which I mean Britain. Da-da. Yeah, but. All right, all right. Yeah, all I'm right. trying to get. I'm trying to get away from a country that's about to have an imminent apocalyptic collapse. Yeah, you're gonna have to go to the moon or something. Mm-hmm. At least they know how to fucking riot in France. Yeah, but do they? They've been doing it for so long. I mean, I, I mean, they been, might be a little practice. Too, they might be a little too good at it, and so they're just having fun now. But right, it's just a, if if rioting. I mean, like Occupy. I, I feel like right. Yeah, rioting should do stuff. It should not just be like a sport, like Monday Fun Days. Yeah, it's good. It's like you yes. know, riots should have organized goals. First, you hit like you know the electronic <laughs> store. You get yourself some MacBooks, some iPads. You hit the music store, some basses, guitars, drums. You hit How all the. How do you think I got this guitar that I'm playing today? Shut up. <laughs> I hey, remember when, was going. Remember when I Brad, I was at, yeah, well, I was probably. But hey, remember when Bradley Renault wrote that song about coming inside a fifteen-year-old girl when everybody, you know, no. folks, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. remember when he wrote several, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Like, well, there's Mary, there's a date. No, not date rape, she's of age. Uh, but there's Wrong Way. And uh, I, I haven't reviewed I never really listened to the words. Uh, I was oh, just yeah, listening to the incredible guitar licks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can play the guitar like a motherfucking right now. Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. Yeah, yeah, that's it's just a Long Beach David Allen Co. That riot should have a. Actually, should. It's. Um, no, alright, you're cancelled now. It's a chill little. It's just a chill, cute little solo. It's not the best, but it's nice. It's. I feel like no, we're straight. Is it's nice? It's nice, like, like, uh, you know the like band Portland? Chicago. Like bands named after cities are nice. I've seen Chicago live twice. Once with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. Uh, they all it? came out together on stage at the end and played a few of their songs with all the horns and all the trombones. I'm gonna need you to zip it up and take a cold shower, please. This is worrying me. I get a little horny. I know. I'm sorry. I think like we ended this episode by just like berating you. And I love Trump. How dare you come I on this podcast? <laughs> this motherfucker likes Chicago. Hell. Trump and rock loving motherfucker. <laughs> I want to drag it back to aliens one more time. In the late 80s, there was yes, a book yes, written by a guy named Con- Delic, the ultimate trumpet band. Yes. Hell aliens. yes. I'm the lollipop man. The. The, the P-Funk mythos, honestly, is the closest thing I've seen to a biocosmic understanding of the world. It's um, a it's Posadism, but good. Yeah. It's the mothership. But that's the other the other end of this shit is that we're always thinking about it in, in this really like white way and in this really like 
predefined uh, Christian way. Like uh, the idea of progress originally came from the church as people like march from from dust to God, you know, and like the the mothership idea has a lot more of this like fucking Pan-African type mythology shit going on uh, where white people are made by a mad Dr. Jakob who is produced essentially like industrial society as this like soulless fucking monster thing eating the world right which is pretty accurate and like but the mothership exists outside of time and space it's always been there there is no progress to it you either go home or you don't and you can mm -hmm. go home ever but you're mm -hmm. so fucked up and hooked on shit down here that you can't it's much more buddhist it sounds i mean it sounds like in line with like the the like lost uh, pagan roots of like european traditions also like the whole the idea of the other world and the the secret commonwealth and the fact that you could like go to the other world at any time and all of time and space is there it's also very invisible yeah. of course because like time is a flat circle and the earth is the mother <laughs> but like the earth is a relationship there the also seem to be some connections there also seem to be some uh, connections to the concept of the dark carnival of the the yugalos yeah ah, the yugal the yeah. yugalos what is the dark carnival tell me more it's uh, the, the dark... indigenous mythology of southern indiana if I remember. <laughs> There's That's, a thing in southern Illinois or southern Indiana where the, there's definitely some dark carnivation happening. There's a, there's a tree in Minnesota called uh, 100 Gex Tree, and we should all make a pilgrimage there. I just thought you were describing the average uh, inhabitant of southern Indiana. I was like, well, that's not untrue. My first juggalo I ever met was in Rockford, Illinois, actually. But same energy. But uh, I love juggalos. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, you were talking about the relationship of the Dark Carnival to the Mothership, though. Please. Oh, yeah, I didn't really have that much. Oh. Ex-bound. Yeah. <laughs> I was you guys on that thread, honestly. Ex-bound. <laughs> the Dark just... Carnival is a mythology uh, proffered, pro I think is the word, by uh, the insane clown posse and their uh, adherents. Uh, essentially, that, that uh, there is a Dark Carnival and that uh, Someday you'll go to it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I believe this is, yeah, this is a Ray Bradbury book I read. The Great um, Malenko and the Amazing Jekyll Brother are really good albums, but I'm not really clued into their mythology, honestly. I understand that they're a Christian band. They're a Christian band. Yeah. That's what they L say. Like Blindside. Or P.O.D. Oh, man. Or Credence. That's why, you know, that's what all podcasts are named after. Wait, Credence? Yeah. Yeah, Scott Stapp from Credence. <laughs> Sacrilege. Uh, those motherfuckers were not born in a bayou. Nope. John Fogarty was born in LA County. Yep. <sighs> Every fucking band from that whole like classic rock folk folk era is just the most fucking contrived garbage bullshit that I can think of. And they like, still are. See the fucking Homo Bulgaris episode about Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. Whoop, fuck that guy. Yeah. But fuck Creedence. Fuck Bob Dylan. Fuck the Rolling Stones. Fuck pretty much every rock and roll band. Fuck John Lennon. Dude, John Lennon is like the corporate Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys are. You, you, first, I, look, the Beach Boys were better than the Beatles. That's, that's pretty objective. But, yeah, fuck all the Beach Boys except for Brian Wilson. I mean, no, Al Jardine's okay. 
Oh, Dark, you never made it. Brian Wilson, uh, Carl, and Carl Wilson was probably fine. Dennis, everybody loves Dennis Wilson. He had the the, old, the best uh, solo Beach Boys album. As far as like playing instruments, I think a lot of a lot of these people like you play a fucking instrument properly. That's respectable. But like, Dennis Wilson is one of like, the only people who ever like actually socked it to Charlie Manson. Socked like, like punched him in the face. Yeah. Nice. Ooh. Well, on what, he on was, what? On like in what scenario? Well, okay. So, admittedly, Terry Melcher and uh, Dennis. Mil- I think it was that Dennis Wilson was living at Terry Melcher's house, and he met Charlie Manson. He was like, "Oh man, this guy's cool. He's got lots of, like hippie, hippie chicks and drugs, and I love that." He, and he let them stay in his house for a while before yeah. the murders, and he. Ooh. For some reason, thought Dennis the uh, Charlie Manson was a good songwriter. There's a Charles Manson written song on one of the Beach Boys albums, uh, 2020. Whoa. That could be our outro. It's called uh, "Never Learn Not to Love." It's not a very good song, honestly. And, Sick, uh, perfect. Uh, the only good song I think Charlie Manson ever wrote was like "Look at Your Game Girl." That's a pretty good one. But uh, uh, I eventually, eventually, Dennis Wilson just got tired of Charlie Manson's shtick, I guess. You know, he's living in his house. He provided lots of, you know, hippie pussy, but eventually I, I guess the dentist was like, hmm, I, I think this guy might not be okay, and kicked him out, and Charlie Man's like, you can't kick yourself, man. Dennis Wilson fucking punched him in the face. <laughs> That's, that all right, might hell yeah. Put, now, admittedly, that might have maybe made Charlie a little angry, and maybe could or could not have contributed to actions that were later stopped by Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio as seen in the documentary Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But That is a um, fucking documentary, though. I've always wanted to get into documentaries. Is that a good place Getting to start? Getting their asses kicked. Awesome. It's, 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 it, I, like, I like Tarantino's approach of like, uh, yeah, what if we made history better? <laughs> what if history was satisfying? What if somebody fucking shot Hitler? Wouldn't that be cool? Don't you want to see that? Doesn't that feel nice? Let's kill Hitler, guys. Like, yeah, let's. It's like, what if, what if we took this hundred-year-old guitar and just smashed it? This is like, absolute fucking perfect guitar. Just smashed it on my set. Hmm? Fuck Tarantino. I like Tarantino. Oh, whatever. Tarantino's fine. Tarantino's he's not fine. I'm. We we're gonna find out about the little feet one day. We're gonna find out about the fucking weird little feet in the photos. He oh, clearly, a, he clearly likes elongated feet. He no, there's, there's that shit, and I mean, there's the shit where he fucking nearly killed Uma Thurman for a shot. But then there's the shit, there's like a couple of photos of him with some very weird kid feet. That he's looking, kid looking, small feet. Anyway, he can't be with the Uma on, Thurman thing. I mean, I think that, good. I think that he just really loves Uma Thurman so much and thinks she can do anything. It's like, sure, you're, you're so good. I bet you can be a stunt driver. She's like, oh no, quite. Like you, I bet you can. Then she didn't. And then he went and made two movies about how cool stunt people are. So I think he probably learned his lesson there. Mate, all right, all right. We'll see. Time will out. Time will show who's time will show who's correct. I'll put money on him being a creeper though. He's a creep. I just don't think he's like a non-con creep. I think he's a consensual creep. But I don't know. I don't know the guy. I just think he makes good movies. All right, fair enough. I think that. It's been about an hour, and now we're talking about Tarantino, which, quite frankly, yeah. one criticism I have of yeah. Quentin Tarantino is that he's not actually that interesting. 
I don't generally like talking about him too much because everybody fucking talks to him. He's like the designated good filmmaker of America. I see makes good movies, but yeah. So okay, all right, good. No Sam Raimi. Fuck it. Fuck off, listener. Stop listening to us. Yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. There nothing. Nothing happens if you subscribe to the Patreon. You get nothing special. Wait, can can still come on the Discord. Uh, We're really trying to get our attention get all the episodes. back to the Patreon because we'll be confused and we'll. Yeah, we'll... That's true. Can we? Uh, can we talk we'll like, about the Eric? All right. Yeah. What? What aliens? What's the deal with them? All right. Check it out. In 1988 or something, Kyle, a man named Kyle Griffin, who's never been heard from again, wrote a book called War in Heaven. The book War in Heaven. You must read it. The only there's an there's an audiobook version of it on YouTube. Where some like twenty-two-year-old kid who's clearly Canadian and uh, mildly schizophrenic, I think, is like just blasting vape juice and just reading this entire book out loud off his computer and not looking at the camera. It's not great, but it's one way to get the, your content. Um, there's also you can get PDFs of the book War in Heaven from shitty fucking bad websites like Bibliotheca Pleiades and shit. But Kyle Griffin was onto some shit. He was a channeling dude, right? Like one of these fucking alien channelers. But the th- the beings that he channeled told him that they were from a collective of spiritual revolutionaries called the Invisible College, and that almost all other aliens being channeled by people were actually disembodied souls that they called theocrats, which are um, the souls of people who refuse to reincarnate, um, human and alien both, beings that refuse to reincarnate and thus were hanging around feeding off soul energy of human beings. and that actually all the old gods were this all the religions are this jesus is some sort of fucking tentacle monster with a jesus mask on and when you go to dead what's that called die and get sucked up into heaven that's actually you're just being added to his like reservoir of spiritual energy to keep him alive beyond his physical corporeal form yeah this is the bad kind of immortality what Interdimensional capitalist landlord motherfuckers. Exactly. Real folk. This. These people are yeah. demons. <laughs> no, these demons are people. These demons used to be people. And uh, and he describes in this book uh, multiple ways the like the phases of religion and how they were like actually different levels of theocracy, including a reference to the Illuminatus trilogy of about how um, tra- transcendental illumination. I think when you become sort of a being of pure light, the best way to achieve it is through mass human sacrifice. Um, he says that was stage two of theocracy. But so it's my opinion that in the same time that uh, beings calling themselves Syrians and Pleiadians were contacting a bunch of fucking wooed out LSD brain people, that they, they're actually did exist. And that those the LSD brain shit just makes you like able to perceive it or like attuned to a certain level where you might be um, capable of receiving messages directly in your mind and accepting that fact. Because if any of us heard aliens talking in our brains, we would just be like, (laughs) I watched too much TV and ate cheese and went before bed. Kind of. I'm not going to lie. Reading uh, Cosmic Trigger and and other such texts was one reason I I, I got into LSD because I'm like low-key. like, I want to be fucking contacted by the entities, man. Oh, because you think they're communists. No, I just <laughs> want to figure out what they're into. 
Get I was definitely right. It's the same reason I'm kind of into you know magic. It's like I want to meet the entities. Yeah, for Back sure. Back in the day, you know, in, in in those heady adolescent days of nutmeg, nutmeg smoking and liquor cabinet raiding, <laughs> uh, I hey, like eating the morning glories. I did an incredible Friend amount of entities. Those were my parents. The age of the <laughs> early internet of like fucking like morning glories and fucking. Uh, I actually successfully did fucking hallucinate off Morning Glories, which is oh, hell yeah. I heard it's unpleasant. It is unpleasant unless you I saw some ghosts. It was I. The the I I found mostly audio hallucinations to come from LSA, but um the thing is that there's a chemical in the seed husks, the shells of the seeds. You gotta wash them. Yeah. You gotta yeah you gotta like do like a cold water treatment to get it off. But anyway, um, all that shit. Like, supposedly, that allegedly, I was like huffing paint and stuff because I just didn't want to exist. Like, I was desperate to, like, literally be anything anywhere and didn't, like, um, as long as American life is something to be escaped from, the cartels will always be assured of new customers, man. Right. And that goes for the fucking theocrats that drink our soul juice. Yeah. So I think, I think finally, uh, I would like to, I would like to ask our esteemed guest, uh, is what should, what, yeah, I would like to steam our guest. (laughs) Our esteemed guest. Yeah. Um. Shag, what should we, um, what should we take away from the the experiences of the 20th century? If you do have, if you are being contacted by aliens through magic or drugs or otherwise in your mind, what should you do? Either tell a lot of people or don't tell anybody. Oh. Start, you know, get really pu- Don't don't tell like you know. Don't tell your parents. Uh, don't tell. I don't. I start a cult yeah. seems to be the startup. Excuse me. Start a new religious organization seems to be a pretty popular option. I have yet to be. They uh, the entities are not returning. They're leaving me on red, and so <laughs> I really don't have. I don't. It, the advice of Bob obviously would be to yeah start a UFO cult and charge thirty five dollars to join, which you can do at subgenius.com. Become an ordained minister now. Uh, eternal salvation and triple your money back. <laughs> but um, fucking uh, you personally depends on what they say to you. I guess there's so many ins and outs, and people don't seem to be getting that much contact anymore for the account. I've actually been browsing Twitter trying to find. I've found one or two supposed contactees that I follow, but they don't ever. They seem to be preaching some darker shit these days, and. I don't know if it's entities or or like a. You're just well, they always have. They always off of doing darker phenomena. shit. The Pleiadians are supposedly blonde and blue eyed and six and a half feet tall. There's always some fucking dark shit in this. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the yeah the the the, the Nords. Yeah, not, the whole the whole the alien races shit gets very into races real quick. Yeah, um, what the fuck is a race? If you right. want to talk aliens, like what? They're alive now. They have genes. Like, they, they came they, across the fucking vastness of space and didn't come out on some fucking Cronenberg cyborg shit? <laughs> I don't know. I think if you do get contacted by aliens, the first people you should contact is us. We have questions for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on your favorite podcast, either this one or Homo Vulgaris. Two podcasts very likely to let you come on the show. <laughs> don't call Coast to Coast AM. Is it still George Norrie doing it? He sucks, man. Uh, yeah, I think it's over. It's canceled. He's no Art Bell. I was listening to Art Bell's serious show for a while. It was pretty good. But Art Bell's dead now, and he's one of the people that we got to bring back. Yep. 
So, biocosmism, contact aliens, bring back the dead, travel the universe with your friends. Uh, Also, uh, there's definitely some, we should dogpile some weird people on Twitter. There's this one dude that has a long thread about how all technology is given to us by demons in our dreams. And I think that is awesome. I think that we should figure out how to get more technology from demons. He is not on that tip. Um, and, And you guys should dogpile him with me. Everybody, listeners, join Twitter. We'll add you to the train spotting group. We're just going to fucking rock people on some dumb shit like asteroid mining, contacting demons, etc. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Biocosmopolitan uh, and me at Cat Upgrades with, a, with an underscore. And you can find Shagoth at the Patreon.com forward yeah. slash H Vulgaris, the best website in the world. There's only five websites left in the world, and that's one. Uh, wow. Also at realsubgeus.com. That's not really me. That's 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 brand posts. I, I am a oh, yeah. corporate brand poster for UFO Death Cult. I hope they're paying you. They're not. Dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're I, not. Bob no, doesn't no. pay you. And why would he? Why you could you you shouldn't ever take his money if he tries. Mm. I see. That's some monkey paw shit. <laughs> All right. All right. I think it's over. I think we're done. Have a wonderful day. Join the Discord. Patreon.com. Watch Biocosm. Watch your grandma's hands. Workers hands. Go out there and wash, wash your dog's hands. Workers hands. Burn your <laughs> wash their feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally, set your mom on fire. All right, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> uh, can, can I make dogs are carriers. Cats are carriers. If you see them, you should kill them. If you see a tiger person, uh, any tiger collector, they have definitely their carriers. They have toxoplasmosis for one thing and probably COVID-19. Um, it's been a, a pleasure to not talk about that this episode. I'm sorry I fucked it up here at the end. Craig, leave. Hello, everyone.